members of the OG army. Get those wallets unfolded. Coming up next on the other ground live stage, prepare for an eargasm by Passive J and Big Dalton. Good afternoon and welcome to yet another edition of the Other Ground Live. I'm Passive J. That's Ryan over there. Say hello, Ryan. It is Friday, June 5th, and she got a big booty, so I call her Big Booty. How you doing, Jay? <laughs> I am doing excellent. Uh, a little out of breath, I right down to the wire to get the show off on time today. Uh, <laughs> mostly through my own fault. Uh, I don't know. I got home later than I expected and whatever. Hey, we'll, we'll talk about it on the show. Uh, I see the OG army is, uh, forming up in the chat box. Always happy to see you guys here. Uh, how'd your day go, Ryan? You know, it was another day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that's a super I, question. It's kind of a culture shock maybe to someone like you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I did go back to work today with my first day back. It was interesting. Uh, they did a big, uh, well, not big, uh, a, uh, employee meeting, uh, out back, which was interesting because all the uh, chairs were placed six feet apart. So even though there's probably 30 people there, it took the entire back tent and, and all the space. Uh, you know, what? I think I'm like Gainesville, right? Maybe it touched too hard. I shut down a little bit. All right. Um, <clears throat> But yeah, it uh, it was interesting. Uh, they gave us all the uh, details about what we're going to have to do going back to work to keep all the uh, uh, COVID stuff uh, safe and all that good shit. Um, for one of the things I thought was interesting is they're going to have a company come in and uh, do a um, cleaning process using uh, static electricity. They're going to spray some chemical down that's supposedly food safe and people safe, uh, and they're going to you through the magic of uh, electric. Uh, Static electricity, apparently it's going to coat everything completely, undersides, tops, bombs, whatever, in this uh, antibacterial coating uh, that will kill COVID and a whole bunch of other shit for like six months. Uh, so you won't have to, like, you someone, someone could, like, touch a door handle with the COVID and you touch it afterwards and you're not going to get it because it was sprayed with, with this uh, chemical, which is interesting, uh, but kind of improbable sounding, doesn't it? Sounds like snake oil. <laughs> I know, but I mean, my uh, bosses are not dumb people, so uh, they would have done their research. So apparently this is probably a real thing. And it's probably really expensive. Yeah, I, <clears throat> I don't buy it at all. Really? You don't think so? Well, no. I, uh, I no, it probably, I don't know. I, I did zero research on it. I have been actually busy at work, which is unusual. Normally I just sit around and look pretty, uh, and answer the occasional phone call. Uh, but, uh, uh, I haven't been able to look it up. Uh, it'd be, I'll tell you what, that's, I guess that that'll be my project uh, sometime in the next 24 hours to look up the actual process and bring it back here and tell you guys whether it's bullshit or not. Yeah. Even if you look it up, it's probably still bullshit. Um, <laughs> long-term sterilization of a surface by like a one spraying of something generally isn't a thing. Well, I don't know. I, I haven't done my research. That's why I'm remaining open-minded about it. So uh, there it could be some amazing technology we're unaware of. Probably not. <laughs> not to get into the technical stuff, and this is going to be like a 30-second conversation, guys, so don't worry about it. Uh, I had to adjust some of my settings, uh, and I just realized I might be sitting at a different distance than I was yesterday. Do I sound fine, guys? You sound probably slightly, slightly close to the mic. Okay, well, that's uh, probably easily, easily enough adjusted. Just how about how about like that? It sounds a little better. Like you can tell when you're getting a little bit too close because you start getting that proximity effect. Right, right. And which I have a tendency to do because, as I mentioned before, I ride on the mic, uh, my last one, so much. So I'll try to remember to keep my back against my chair here so that it always sounds like this. Cool? Cool. <laughs> oh, I'm sure we have all kinds of topics to talk about. Actually, no. Once again, I got home, uh, God, like a half hour, 45 minutes ago. The uh, The traffic was ridiculous. I, I can't believe it. I was thinking it was going to be smooth sailing, you know, because uh, of all the COVID stuff. But apparently everybody's back to work all at once, uh, which is true, actually. That's how it works in my state. They released a whole bunch of shit at the same time. We actually thought we had another week and a half. Uh, and then the governor updated uh, her opening plan and told us we could all go back to work early. And since, you know, the rich people want their shit, uh, we went back to work. 
Uh, yeah, okay, let's talk about that. Uh, my job is changing for at least a little while. I discovered today that at, uh, starting next week, I'm going to be coming into work uh, an hour earlier than I was, uh, so that'll be fun. Uh, because uh, I'm going to be the person that checks everyone's temperature and has them sign their waiver every fucking day. <laughs> so every day, so which means I have to be there before anybody else. <laughs> I was already there pretty they, early. They, so they gave you this job because you're the only one with six foot arms so you can maintain social distance while the, temp checking. I had not thought about that, but you know what? That might have something to do with it. <laughs> uh so uh, basically every day, all of the employees have to come in through the front door, which is a big change because there's an employee entrance. Uh, that might be the only reason because they're, they're basically they're coming in through my office. Uh, and that's only the, the early shift people. A, another person comes in at 930 and goes down to the employee entrance and starts doing that. I'm just checking in the early morning people uh, that are here before the crack of fucking dawn, like the kitchen workers and the bake shop and that kind of shit. Uh, are so you, are they're you all testing have- yourself? Is that the first thing? Oh, probably. I assume on yourself. You know, that's probably a good idea. <laughs> I had not even considered that, that at this point, but you're right. I should probably check myself first. First thing every day. Uh, so, you know, they'll be filing up to my office window. Uh, which, by the way, we've already put like a table in front of, like a thin, like three foot table. But I sit in front of a desk, and then there's probably about a foot and a half to two foot of wall because you know there's a window there that it's inset into. Uh, people to speak to me so putting in like a small table in front of it solves my social distancing problems right there uh so they'll have to come up to the small table i'll have to lean out my long ass arm <laughs> take your temperature they're given a, a uh like a little questionnaire do you have any of these symptoms that that, 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 that sign on the bottom okay and then they go off to work assuming the temperature check, temperature checks okay if the temperature checks not okay well then things get fucking interesting uh i have to immediately call their manager uh, and they're, they're supposed to go actually what well, technically, uh, they're supposed to go home and they're immediately supposed to call their manager, but I'm supposed to call their manager too. <laughs> um, uh, and they're like, I already have like privacy things. Like I can't tell anybody if, if someone else, uh, te- tests positive for it or, um, but on the other hand, they're going to inform everybody that that guy was in contact with that you, <laughs> that you were in contact with somebody that was COVID positive. So in certain cases, it's probably be pretty easy to figure out who it was. So I guess it depends on the department and such and such. Um, it's not, it, it, and that's like the least of the things. We've reduced a whole bunch of tables in the dining room uh, to increase social distancing. Same with the outside. Uh, the weirdest thing that I have going on in my life right now is, in addition to my normal dining room reservations, I now take reservations for the pool. I scratch that for two pools because there's a regular pool and a kiddie pool and you can make reservations for it and our pools are at the moment reservation only dude yeah i mean there's there are things going on so with uh, this, yes if mm-hmm. someone comes in and mm-hmm. and tests hot like what do you do about yourself because now you've been in contact with someone well everyone is wearing masks um and according to the things uh uh, the six foot proximity for catching it, they said that's normally a worry about for people that are in close proximity for long periods of time. You know, uh, they said, you know, for, cause he's explaining how it's going to work. He says, I want you guys to maintain six feet distance whenever possible. You know, now keep in mind, I realize in certain cases, this isn't going to be possible and you don't have to worry about that because, you know, we've been told by the people that are allowing us because uh, all the restaurants were given a information pack about reopening and, and all that good stuff. And they've been told that as long as uh, you're not going in pro- close proximity for long periods, it's not an issue. So, like, if you have to cr- cross paths with somebody or, like, uh, you know, like the kitchen can be a crowded place. So, if you need to slide past somebody, that's not a danger. Everyone's wearing masks and you have to, and it's not close to the half hour close proximity thing that they consider, like, dangerous uh, and a high chance of set, uh, passing along the virus. Um, so I would assume we, uh, I'm going to be wearing a mask. No one's allowed in the building without a mask. Uh, um, so they have to, so the employees have to put on their mask uh, before they come in and I'm just going to lean out and being, so as long as, which we, I, the, but this is just my assumption, uh, for all I know, as soon as I, as soon as I, uh, identify somebody, they're going to tell me I need to go home for two weeks too. I doubt that though. So, uh, they they will probably keep an eye on me for symptoms though. It's it's so just that's weird. the that's the slippery thing, right? Is like yeah. the majority of people that get this are asymptomatic. So even yep. with your temperature check, they're not going to test hot 
Right. And then a few yeah. days later, they may become actually symptomatic. So they have been co-mingling with all of you for several days while they could be giving you the disease. Yeah. And then they test out. Yeah. And then yeah, you've yeah. just been a Petri dish. Yeah. And it, it, it's, it's crazy. And they're taking every precaution they can, but after a certain point, you're just rolling the dice. Once opening up the restaurants is, is, is going to cause more people to get sick. Excuse me. I'm a little gassy today. <laughs> uh, but it, at some point we got to open. I mean, I don't think the hey. country, what pay attention to the chat. Sly, oh, I'm sorry. Question. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, do they supply you? Yes. Uh, I'm using my own cause I've got a gigantic melon and <laughs> regular masks don't fit me, but they have a, a, a ridiculous amount of the, the disposable masks. Uh, and all the employees, if they don't have a, a one of their own, they can, uh, uh, use the disposable ones. Um, and also there's also plenty of gloves available, although that's a placebo. We all know that gloves don't work. <laughs> I feel, which is funny because my uh, uh, night receptionist is big on the gloves. She's wearing gloves. But I said, and I said to her, I was like, if it'll make you more comfortable, I'll wear gloves. I go, but you realize that's not how gloves work as far as sterilization goes. Gloves work. You touch the thing, you take off the gloves, you throw them, you put them, you, you know, and then, you know, if you're wearing gloves all day, it's the same thing as not wearing gloves. <laughs> yeah, people are stupid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's cases of cases of sanitizer. They actually found this... Uh, uh, it's like a Perel type sanitizer, but it's not a gel. It's just a regular liquid, so you can spray it. And there's also Perel pumps all over the fucking place. Um, and as I mentioned, they're doing all kinds of uh, social distancing. The pool thing's weird though, because like basically, you call up and you make a reservation for a block of time. Uh, and we only allow certain many. The kiddie pool is only one family. One, only one family can use it at a time to get it for an hour. Uh, then other fa the for the adult pool, you. Uh, you set up a reservation for like a, a two hour block uh, and we will let as up to 30 people reserve for that two hour block. So there's still going to be 30 people in the pool. Uh, it's an Olympic sized pool. So obviously that's probably plenty of room. Uh, and they, and they say that the disease not is not waterborne. So you don't have to worry about getting the COVID from swimming with someone that has it. So it's a precaution. Uh, our, our family recreation center, which is our fancy name for the snack bar by the pool is not open yet. Uh, not for any COVID re related reasons, but mostly because of all the bullshit that's been going on. He hasn't had time to take care of that yet. He's hoping to open that later in the season if he can. Uh, no special events. Uh, everyone's weddings and bar mitzvahs and shit like that have been canceled. All of the club events like our steak barbecues and our Sunday barbecue and the 4th of July events with the big uh, inflatables for the kids to play on and, and uh, like horse rides and all that good shit are uh, not happening. Um, and it might not. Uh, unfortunately, one of the bummer things for the, us over here at the Passive J uh, household is one of the things that are not happening right now are card games. They're not being allowed, which we think is kind of silly because they allow you to dine. Uh, but I guess they think with the passing the cards back and forth, uh, there's a higher chance of passing something along. And as I mentioned to you yesterday, that's a huge part of my wife's uh, income. <laughs> so I was like, hey, congratulations, you get the card room. Oh, by the way, there's no card room. <laughs> So I'm hoping they give her a fairly good raise and now it should be temporary. But my concern on that is if you take something way long enough, when you offer it back, people aren't interested anymore. So I'm hoping that the old ladies don't find someplace else to play their cards. <laughs> Jay, these are old Jewish people. Like they're still going to go to the country club and they're still going to play cards because yeah. they're old Jewish people. Right, right, right. There's always been concerns uh, about like the, the newer generation not being as interested in, in the in place, shit like playing canasta and stuff like that. But the these are all ladies from 50 to like 120. So eventually they all kind of <laughs> that are active oh, no, card not players. The canasta canasta yeah uh some of them play bridge uh uh some of them play mahjong or and some of them play canasta those are the three big games well you don't have like a huge like high limit poker table going on no which is really strange there is a ladies card room and a men's card room the ladies card room is very active uh, that's going to be a huge part of my wife's job once it comes back the, the men's card room not very active at all they don't really there are not really any card players or poker players in in this uh, group of people uh, so the, the room sits there pretty much unused most of the time. It's where we do uh, overspill for the grill room for large events and things like that. And nobody likes eating in there. They feel like a second-class citizen. It's a nice room, but like the uh, the windows overlook like the garbage bins. And you have to walk through another room to get to that room. So obviously you're a second-class citizen. It's really funny to see. I've, I've had people that 
cancel reservations when they're told they're in the card room. <laughs> it's like, okay, oh, no, it's because the main dining room gets closed occasionally. And then we have something called the grill room that we don't use for regular dining. But if there's a big party that's big enough to take over the, the entire club, we almost always have to after offer some sort of service uh, for the regular membership. We, can, we can't tell them, no, you can't have dinner here tonight because there's a big uh, club party. Uh, so we have a, uh, something called the grill room, which is a very nice room. It's got a bar in it. It's kind of rustic looking, big fireplace. It's fucking my favorite room. Uh, it's got really cool ceramic tile and the floors and shit. Uh, and behind that is the men's card room. So people will call up and make reservations. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. There's a private event here tonight. Uh, we'll have to place you uh, in the, either in the grill room or the card room. Uh, and they're like, okay, well, can I get the grill room? And I'll say, oh, well, unfortunately, at this point, it looks like uh, the grill room is full. We'll have to place you in the card room. Oh, I don't want to eat there then. And they'll hang up. I'm like, well, dude, the food tastes the fucking same. That's kind of, I mean, can you imagine that? The calling up a restaurant and uh, uh, making a reservation and, and then canceling it when they tell you you can't get the table you want? I don't know, Jay. Uh, did the bathrooms, are they on the left or are they on the right? Are they down a hall? Is there more than one sink? Are, are there stalls? Are there? Are you, you're, you're, like you're giving? Are you saying I'm more... out? You're you're showering this uh, layout of your place of employment, Jay. <laughs> well, that's not too specific. And besides which, uh, the layout's uh, a little bit different than that. Uh, mostly because I incorrectly described something. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, just, yeah. I'm letting you know that you're describing your place of employment much like you were describing how you shower. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Sorry about that. I get into too much detail occasionally. Uh, maybe I should move on to the topics that I managed to find in the fucking 15 minutes I had uh, to peruse the internet before I got on the air. Absolutely. Uh, what you got, Jay? Oh, let's see. Uh, Alabama City removes Confederate statue without notice. What do you think about that, Ryan? What's your attitude of, uh, and stance on the uh, Civil War monuments throughout the South? Like, I don't necessarily care either way generally <laughs> i'm not necessarily for having you know statues for the losers right <laughs> and a lot of those people what the the thing is right like is it really that big of a deal it is southern history i get that like i'm sure a lot of these people weren't like terrible people like a lot of them were fucking good generals and shit like that so why get rid of it now, the Confederate flag, I am pretty much against that one. Like, stop waving the flag of the fucking losing team and acting <laughs> like it has some relevance today. Stop it. Right. Yeah, I can I can see that. I'm indifferent about the entire thing, much like you. Um, I think it's kind of silly to tear them down. It's like, it, it's, it's history. It happened. Uh, tearing down monuments and things from the past is kind of a bad idea when it comes right down to that, because that's how you start changing the history books, by removing the history. Um, but I don't get too terribly upset about it. Cause like you said, they were a bunch of, for the most part, a bunch of assholes <laughs> and well, yeah, some it's of them like a lot of people like no longer observing Christopher Columbus day. Like that's probably a good call. That guy was a piece of shit. Right, right, right. Now that I think now calling it indigenous people day is kind of silly too, but, uh, um, well, if they still it, want like a government holiday, yes, let's just make it a holiday for something else. Right. Call it, just call it discovery day. How, and that's, takes care of that. We're celebrating the same thing, the discovery of America, just not the asshole who did it. So <laughs> let's just there you go. taco day. Everybody loves tacos. Let's just hey, there you go. holiday for tacos. Yeah. It's it's that reminds me of the joke. Uh, I think I made this one. I probably stole it from somebody else. Like ever, like everything else. Uh, truly funny. I know um, there's to uh, remember back when, when the uh, Redskins were having a controversy about their mascot and their people were making them try to change their name. Cause the Redskins are racist term for Indian people. Yeah, what about it? Well, I think there, the solution to that would have been to keep the name, but change their mascot to a potato. The, the Washington Redskin Potatoes. That way they don't have to change their name or, or, or any of that bullshit, but it's not racist anymore. Except they'd have to change all of their logos. Well, yeah, but the, yeah, they're going to have to change all those anyways. At least they don't have to change any of the, uh, the uh, actual name stuff that they have because they don't have the logo on everything with the name. And that, that and that way, all the people are like, oh, you can't change the Redskins name. That's tradition. Well, sure, okay. They're the Washington Redskin Potatoes. <laughs> no, no, I'm okay. gonna let the silence ride on that one, Jay. Uh, all right. <laughs> uh, let's see. <laughs> uh, let's see what else I got today. Uh, oh, apparently, Madagascar is filled with idiots. 
Um, Madagascar? Uh, yeah, Madagascar. Madagascar, which is a fun name to say, even if it's improperly said. Uh, apparently, Madagascar's education minister has been fired over plans to order more than $2 million worth of lollipops for school children. Uh, the, the reason he ordered them was the pupils would have been given three lollipops each to mask the bitter aftertaste of the untested herbal remedy for coronavirus that they wanted to give to all the children. So he got, so he got shit canned for the requisition for lollipops, but not for drinking Lysol. Bingo. Awesome. <laughs> the, the president of Madagascar called it, called it off, but only because of the money. Because uh, he fully supports their herbal, herbal remedy, despite the World Health Organization saying it doesn't work. Uh, the president, on the other hand, dismisses criticism, saying it's evidence of the West's condescending attitude, attitude towards Africa. If it was a European country that had discovered this remedy, would there be so much doubt? I don't think so. <laughs> well, we would have scientifically tested it in any yeah. non-third world country. Oh, you mean like the uh, World Health Organization did? <laughs> <laughs> uh so so that's that's really amazing so uh, first you know when i read the uh, article as i'm starting off i'm like oh my god this guy was going to give these kids this crazy herbal remedy and that's why he's fired and the only reason they found out is because you reckon requisition so much money for candy nope they're perfectly fine with the herbal remedy they just didn't want them spending that much money on candy <laughs> god damn stupid people are dumb <laughs> yeah 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 all right, now, of course, we're going to have to talk about some of the political rioting, protesting thing. Just, I can't avoid it, uh, and I run out of other things to talk about. Uh, so I saw today that the D.C. mayor has has painted Black Lives Matter in huge letters down a street heading straight to the White House. Have you seen anything about that? Yeah, I saw the pictures of that. Huh. Uh, well, what do you think? Do you think that's uh, that's cool or, or more grandstanding on the uh, mayor's part? I mean, it is a little bit of grandstanding, but if you think about it, like doing things to just appease like the people that are fucking going through some shit right now, like it doesn't hurt anyone. Yeah. It makes them feel like someone's fucking listening to them and like hearing them. So like, yeah, I don't see the problem there. Same thing with DC has uh, called, uh, called off all of the like national guard and stuff like that. They've, taken down their state of emergency so like they're taking these visual steps for the people that are protesting these things so maybe it won't be such a goddamn tense environment oh there you go that's a good attitude to have about it right when it comes right down to it the only people that could really say anything negative about this are the people that live in dc since it's their taxes are going to pay for that shit and that's their mayor so if they have a problem with it they'll take care of it next election season uh, and no one else really has anything that they could say about it. You know, it's like, hey, dude, it's not, it's not nothing to do with you, dude. That's DC and DC's people. So um, I think it's a little grandstandish. But like you said, if it helps uh, make people feel better about this shit, eh, it doesn't hurt anybody. Yeah, I'd rather, you know, have a few thousand dollars of taxes go to paint than having to go to, you know, arming the police force with more fucking tear gas and shit. Like... <laughs> If yeah, it helps yeah. keep the protests peaceful, fucking go for it. Exactly. Uh, looking through the news, uh, apparently America does not have a monopoly on craziness. Um, and I might be way off base on this one, uh, so I'm sure you'll let me know. Uh, apparently, Bollywood actors that have been posting against their racism in the wake of uh, you know of the uh, death um, have been getting shit on by... Twitter users in India, India, because apparently these same uh, actors have made promotions and commercials for uh, Indian skin lightening cream, which is apparently a thing over there. Uh, they're creams that apparently actually can damage the skin that lighten their skin to make them look less dark. Uh, so when these uh, and the fame, the most famous one is that uh, chick that married the the, the Jonas brother singer. Um, uh, she. Uh, uh, apparently said something about you know black lives matter and she got jumped on on all sides because she made uh, commercials for an, a, a skin lightening cream um and i'd like to hear you, what you think about it before i, I say my piece actually yeah oh. i i don't even know what to think about that like skin lightening cream it's pretty fucking stupid but 
it's your body do whatever the fuck you want to do for it doesn't speak to like overall fucking issues of you know people of darker complexion not getting the same opportunities blah 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 whatever okay social outrage but goddamn like i find something well, like find something important to bitch about right right and i will to give the people because i'm about to shit on this so <laughs> you could, could have probably told told uh how i from the intro uh but to give the people complaining a little bit of credence, they say bollywood is very racist and then if you have uh, dark skin you, you have very little chance of uh, uh succeeding in bollywood um well it probably is like the majority of india is a shithole like does it surprise people that it's kind of you know I'm not going to necessarily say racist, but kind of like, if you think <laughs> that like the light skin is more appealing there, like they're kind of a backwards culture for a good percentage of that country. Right. And then they right. have these small pockets of like more developed areas where people are, well, I hate to say it, but more civilized. Right. Right. And see how i feel about it is it's bullshit it's not racist to not like how you look okay if if that was the case every single person that ever uh advertised weight loss is uh, is fucking racist against fat people um it's, it's not exactly it's not wrong to not like how not like how you look uh and that being so it's it's not wrong to have uh products out there to alter that that being the case, those products are going to require advertising. So it's not wrong to be advertised something that changes how you look. We do, we have all kinds of things in here in America that change how we look. I understand that it's a sensitive subject for you know, when you're selling something that turns you from something that you feel is uh, being held down as a minority closer to what the, you know, supposedly the superior uh, class is. Um, I understand that, but, I don't think that they have these people have the right to like fucking bust on these actors and shit just because they were in a commercial and then feel like they want to help support Black Lives Matter. I mean, come on, you know they're trying to be. Not, yes, it's uh, maybe it's a little bit hypocritical, but as you said, there's way worse things in life than uh, some uh, Bollywood actor trying to support the Black Lives Matter, even though maybe she's being a little bit hypocritical about it. I mean, shit, right? Fuck it, bro. Back up the Brinks truck, and I will be the face of anal bleaching worldwide. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like I said, there's nothing wrong with not liking how you look. If I liked how I looked, I wouldn't fucking work out every day. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, we got to get you some muscles first before you can fall back on that one. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't work out every day if I didn't like how, if I liked how I looked, I don't like how I look. I want to be bigger and stronger. So, but it, does that make me prejudice against prejudice against skinny people? You know, yeah. Should I, those should, 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 motherfuckers. Should, should I never be able to say, oh, Pencil skinny people piece. have it so right. Yeah. It's just silly. Uh, I don't know. And now I think we've made it through all of my, uh, my fucking topics. Uh, all right, see. some real deep discussion there. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a political show. Neither of us really like talking about this shit, so it's really hard to have prolonged conversations about it. Uh, oh, um, as I mentioned before, I will not be doing the fight companion tomorrow, dude. <laughs> you can you can complain all you want. Uh, I'm not going to do it. I got I got to get up too early on Sunday. Uh, now even earlier, you know. Um, there but, you go, uh, OG Army. Jay no longer cares about you. Uh, no, but I do care. This is one of, actually what I wanted to talk about. When we do the show tomorrow, do you want to uh, launch it from your side so that way when I leave, you guys can keep on doing the Fight Companion? I realize that may or may not work out depending on whether or not if you can get Tenor, Grad, or any of the normals to be on there for the majority of the show. Uh, if Obviously, if you can't get one of them to commit it, you don't just want to do the Fight Companion, fight companion solo. Uh, but it is a possibility if you want to uh, something to consider. Nah, if you're not going to suck it up, I'm not going to fucking stay up till goddamn one in the morning to watch a chick <laughs> fight. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, guys. I just can't do it. Uh, it's it's Get out of there. What are you doing, little dog? Hold on. Come here. Oh, okay, you be in my lap. You're being way, way, way too much of a bad dog. All right. They were so distraught when we came home. I don't, uh, you know, I hate that's. Well, I think that's the thing I hate most about working. I'm such a soft you with these dogs, and they're, they all, 
they get really, really upset when we when we're gone for long periods of time. Uh, you, you said your Come dogs on, Jay, are. You don't. What? You don't gotta lie. Hmm? The thing you hate worst about working is working. <laughs> so far, it's pretty good. Although, obviously, y'all ask me again in like two months after after I've been run uh, raggeded for uh, raggeded. <laughs> so far, it's okay. You went back for a goddamn meeting and to clean. No, no, I end up be I end up being there the entire day. They uh, they changed that. They uh, um they decided that uh, they were going to announce like the different reservations that are available. So I figured uh, we'd be swamped, and I was. Uh, my phone ran off the rang off the hook for basically three or four hours after they announced it, it slowed down slightly before I left. Uh, and then it was going to pick up again because, uh, for the carryout service, but I was out of here for that, man, they made, they sold so much money in carryout service. Uh, like, uh, oh, they're selling down. money. Sign me up. Uh, well, sorry. They sold so much product doing carryout. Uh, apparently like for Memorial day, they did a carryout service, uh, as well, as well as like the normal off the menu carryout that they've been doing for s- several months. And I think they sold, $25,000 worth of uh, uh, carry out for the Memorial Day package and like another six or $7,000 worth of war- normal carry out. That's bigger than some days where we have like actual dining. Yeah. So a lot of places have done that. Like, so even when we were initially out of the office, like we have an entire like kind of like hospitality team. So we have like a, a large area basically for our downtown campus as far as food and stuff like that. Right. So they started doing like basically like pick up meals and shit like that. And yeah, they ended up as busy, if not more busy than they would have been on a normal day, just from people just stopping by and basically picking up food for their families. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, we've always had a brisk carry out business, uh, um, but it's going to be a lot more. I mean, obviously we're going to have the dining room open again, but we're going to have a shitload of carry out orders. So that will be not fun at all. Uh, but it's okay. It's I, that part of my job doesn't bother me so much because it makes the day go by faster. Um, but I am not a huge fan of multitasking, although apparently I'm really good at it. Uh, cause I'm always, you're not, a, a, you're not a fan of single tasking. No, Come no. On, uh, yeah. Uh, but apparently I'm good at it cause you know, um, that's what my entire job is, is constantly being interrupted, uh, by in one thing that I'm doing by something else. I've, rarely rarely get to finish anything from start to finish so i have picked up a lot of techniques over the years to uh remind myself and and to keep myself on track for what i'm supposed to be doing overall um certain things are like little tips and tricks like when whenever someone calls for a reservation i grab the book and keep them on the phone while i look up the uh day and write that shit down because uh you, you know, because if they give you the reservation, you go to write it down. Maybe you might use uh, shorthand and then like you get interrupted three or four times. You forget that you're supposed to write that reservation down. Now you go back to it. You have no clue what the fuck you just wrote or or even worse. You go to write the reservation in and there's a problem. Uh, there's an event that day that you forgot about or all that kind of shit. So um, in addition to that, I've constantly have people walking up to the window to asking me things, you know, uh, managers uh, telling me to page various people, man, uh, members asking for this or that. Uh, so it's, it's a very, a lot of stuff going on at your same time, uh, kind of job. And I fucking hate it. I hate that feeling that I'm forgetting something. Uh, I'm pretty good at it. I don't make a so, lot of sounds mistakes. Like rocket surgery there. <laughs> rocket <Okay>. surgery. <laughs> no, like no. Almost, almost as difficult as you taking a shower. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the job suits me because people tell me I'm good at it, but I'm, I'm constantly in a state of perpetual panic that I'm going to fuck something up. Uh, so, oh yes, I do fuck up, uh, team evil bad guys, uh, ask me if I fuck up the members names as well. Yes. Yes. And no, uh, mostly no, because what happens is I'm afraid to use people's names. In addition to my inability to speak properly, I have a horrible memory for names. I'm like really, really, really bad. Um, combine that with the fact that the members will like meet you once and then like eight months later, expect you to remember who they were. Uh, I have, it's, I've, it's something I've actually gotten in trouble for at work multiple times. My managers have told me that I need to use the members names when I'm addressing them and, and that kind of thing, or like when they come in in the morning and I can't do it because not only do I not remember a lot of their names, a lot of these people have a similar look and similar names. And I've used the wrong name on people before. And that's way worse than, uh, than not using their name. <laughs> Yeah, uh, maybe a little bit, but, uh, I, there's only, there, you know, there's for, for one, for, for one example, there's a ton of hot br- brunette Jewish women there. 
and they all have a similar look. They're similarly hot, but yeah. Uh, so it, it's easy to make mistakes. So I just use sir and ma'am, ma'am as much as I can. Um, and they're like, why don't you greet people when they come in? I know you know some of those people's names. I'm like, well, here's why. Let's say Mr. So-and-so comes in and I know Mr. So-and-so. So he walks in, oh, good morning, Mr. So-and-so. And half a step behind him is a member whose name I don't know. So it's, hi, Mr. So-and-so. Oh, hello, sir. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> so I, you know, I just, if I said hello, sir, to both of all, both of them, then obviously everything is copacetic. Yeah, this is why I just refer to everyone as fella. Well, yeah. Okay. Do you, do you have problems with remembering people's names? No, actually, I'm generally pretty good at it. <laughs> and people are like, you just don't care enough. I'm like, I've been working there 15 years and I've gotten in trouble for this multiple times. I assure you, I care about this. Some people are not good at things. Some people are good at math. Some people aren't good at math. Some people are good at uh, English. Some people like me are not so good. Uh, so everyone has things they're good at and they're not good at. I'm not good at remembering people's names. I'm good Here's at remembering people. problem, pe Jay, is mm -hmm. like, People are going to remember your name more than they would other people oh, because certainly. you are fucking lurch. <laughs> so like they're not going to forget the guy with the three and a half foot tall skull is Jay. <laughs> well, like, I run into the same thing. Like this is why I have to be good with names is because walking around in a corporate environment, like the, you know, six, one, Anywhere between like 280 to 300 pound Neanderthal, like everyone's going to remember his name because he looks out of place anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, as to not look like the asshole that can't remember anybody's names, I have to be good with fucking names because right. they're all going to remember mine. Yeah. And that's exactly how it is. And it's amplified there because I'm the front desk, desk position. I'm the f first person they see when they walk in. Everybody knows Jay. Uh, but I do have tricks for it. Like, if I don't know their member name, uh, like they'll come up and they go, like, oh, so, you know, uh, I need a reservation for four at seven o'clock on Wednesday. What I'll do. I'll go, okay. Uh, uh, what was your, um, member number again? I know everyone's fucking member number. I'm good at numbers. So they're, so they'll say, oh, it's a four, five, two. And I'm like, okay, I know. So I'll, okay. I'll oh, sorry about that. I, I forget. I forget sometimes so like, oh, it's no big deal. You shouldn't have to remember my member number and then I'll walk away. And then I'll go look up their member number and go, oh, that's who the fuck that is. Because I remember you. <laughs> Jay, you, you uh, yeah. may not be, you may not want to be referring to old Jewish people as numbers. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Uh, but the, but the conversely holds, holds true. If I remember their name, I fucking know their number. Uh, so uh, the, between those two facts, they, I get by them most of the time. And th that's why they're really impressed. So the, Mr. So-and-so goes, uh, oh, I need a reservation for four at so-and-so. So I'm like, okay, it's Mr. So-and-so and so-and-so. Member number so-and-so say it out loud while I'm writing it. They're oh, you know my member number? I'm like, I know most of the member number. Most of the uh, more prominent members' member numbers, sir. <laughs> All right, Nazi J. So, uh, so the, I get... I. I get by between the two of that. So, but it, it is a difficult job sometimes and it's stressful. Um, but, but that's why I get paid more than minimum wage. My actual job, a retarded monkey can do. I'm answering phones and writing things down and transferring phone calls. Who the fuck can't do that? Uh, I have to, the re I, I keep, I got my job and I keep my job with my customer service skills and, uh, and my ability to not fuck things up or at least, <laughs> which I fucked up three things today in a row man it's you know i i knew i was back to work okay that's enough of that little dog um uh the uh, pool reservations uh uh the, the, i can almost say it's not my fault but it probably is i sat down turned on the phones and uh like sometime between two and three hours later uh, okay hey that's enough you guys get out of here go on go on both of you go on go be assholes someplace else <laughs> um, so I turn on the phones and, you know, I start getting phone calls. I'm taking reservations. And about an hour later, I notice there's an email in my uh, account. I open it up and it's the, and it's the procedures and rules, uh, for like taking the reservations for the pool and the dining room. And as soon as I read those over, I realize I just fucked a whole bunch of shit up. Like, cause the pool reservations say you can't take any reservations more than three days in advance. And all the reservations I just took were like five and seven days out. Like, oh, well, that's not good. And then doing, I do some further reading and find out that I took a reservation for a party of 12, but we're only taking parties of 10 or smaller now, even though our tables will fit 12. I don't know why. Something with COVID, I imagine. 
<laughs> I'm like, dude, I've been here like two hours and I already fucked three things up. Man, this isn't a good start to the season at all. <coughs> right, yeah. So we are officially the Secretary 101 podcast. If anybody <laughs> wants to dial in and get the uh, get the down low of how to uh, organize a Rolodex, we want your call. I'm sorry. As I mentioned, I got, I got in late, so this is two days in a row. I don't have shit for topics. Um, I don't know. We can find some bullshit. Uh, Goddamn. Uh, so did you hear Alexander Gustafson is ending his retirement? Oh, I, w- I wasn't aware that he fucking retired. <laughs> God damn it, Jay. Get with these things. You know what? Now that you mentioned it, I think I probably heard something about that. Um, God, that guy's had a weird career, didn't he? He, you know, he looked like a fucking world beater for a short period of time, and then it all fucking fell apart. Um, if there's ever any credit to having a, 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 a the uh, skill beat the fuck out of you, that was a good case of it, huh? Um, I, I don't necessarily know about that take, Jay. Well, after, after the Jones fight, who did he beat? After the initial John Jones fight, he beat Jimmy Manawa, and then he okay. lost to Anthony Johnson and Daniel Cormier. Okay, that's not, yeah. <laughs> like, really? That, those aren't bad losses. No, no, that's and true. And then he came back and he beat the shit out of Jan Blankovich and Glover Teixeira. Okay. Only to lose to John Jones. And then Anthony Smith. Oh, okay, was kind of a world beater at that point. Like, right, right. It's not like he fell off. I just, I just, I don't know. I just always got the impression I, I expected way more from him. Uh, and uh, when you name off the opponents, it's not like he was fighting, you know, like scrubs or anything. I don't know. I just, uh, I, I guess it was because I, I firmly thought that he won the first Jones fight. Uh, that I expected, like, for him to eventually be the champ again. Well, yeah, he was on that trajectory. Obviously, he did. I I think we all thought he beat John Jones that first time, which seems to be kind of a recurring a theme with John Jones fights. Yeah, but yes, yeah, he's coming back to the heavyweight division to face Fabricio Verdum. So it's kind of a good warm up fight if Verdum looks as bad as he did in his last fight. Right. Oh, is that who he's fighting? Yes, that will be his wow. comeback fight. Wow. Uh. Yeah, exactly. If you hadn't, if you hadn't, if we hadn't just watched that fight where he looked like shit, I would have, uh, I would have said uh, that's not really. Uh, that's more of a tune-up fight than anything else. But yeah, that's uh, the. the I mean, let me excuse me. I got that backwards. Uh, you know, uh, I would have thought that would have been a pretty good challenge for him. But now it seems more like a tune-up fight than anything else. Yeah, we just have to see what Verdum looks like. Because I mean, obviously he has all the talent in the world, but did he finally get old and? Obviously, he's not on the horse meat now. Um, right, right. Although he's one of those few people that didn't look that great when he was on it. I mean, but, skill-wise, I mean, he looked great. But yeah, but I mean, but he, he, he's one of those people that he doesn't get you know, the awesome muscle look from being on the horse meat. Which not everybody does. It depends on yeah. what you're using it for. If you really just are using it to be able to recover more and just train more, mm, that's like, true, you're yeah. fine. If you're using it to lift a bunch of weight, then yeah, you're going to end up looking like TRT Vitor. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the, you know, jo- Josh Barnett's go- a good example of that. He's been popped a whole bunch of times, and he, he's always looked like the doughboy. Yeah, he well, and yeah, he's just not that that body type to be like ultra muscular. Yeah, uh, but going back to the feel- chat here uh-huh. specifically to to Sly Dog, if you're trying to figure out which you dislike more, going to the dentist or paying eleven hundred dollars, what you could actually do, and this is an interesting way to to figure this out is you go ahead and you give me $1,200. And if that pisses you off worse than going to the dentist, hey, you have your answer. <laughs> Just trying to help. Being a bro. Yeah, you're being a bro. I appreciate that. Being a bro. Bros being bros to bros. <laughs> uh, that reminds me of a Morty, Rick and Morty quote. You ever? Did, I think I had this conversation before. You don't watch Rick and Morty, do you? You don't watch so the I've tunes. seen. I haven't seen like the new season or whatever. I uh-huh. saw the what was it, like the first two or whatever they were. Yeah, first two. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, they're funny. Again, it's just one of those things. I'm not going to sit down and watch shows as they're running. Mm. So whenever you know this season or run is over, I'll probably go back and just watch the entire thing again. But yeah, it's funny. Right. Yeah, I haven't been able to watch this first season because before all the other seasons were on Hulu, but apparently this season they don't they want to promote Hulu live. 
So you you can't get it on regular Hulu. You have to have your Hulu live. I've watched the first half of the season because eventually they just released it on Adult Swim's own website. But anything from the second half of the season, I haven't seen at all. Uh, it's a great show. I was really surprised uh, because, um, as I think I mentioned before, some of their fan base is kind of weird. Uh, but the show is is really really good, and uh, I've been. Uh, yeah, you know, I laugh at it all the times, but it's made me almost cry a couple times. There's been some sad ass parts in that show. You know, they get pretty deep on some stuff. You estrogen filled son of a bitch. Oh, if you, if you didn't get a, a, at least a little bit sad when Rick, uh, at the end of the, uh, uh episode, uh, where his, uh, uh, girlfriend who happens to be like an entire population, uh, dumps him and he went home and built a suicide machine and passed out before he got a chance to use it. If that doesn't make you feel a little bit sad. There's something wrong with you. Yeah. No, unity. It, yeah. It really didn't. No. Oh, I guess I, I guess I am filled with estrogen because that's, that sort of shit makes me sad. Um, and I'm surprised by how often, uh, Rick and Morty has that actually in it. Uh, there's a heart to that show. <laughs> Not really. It's just the fact that like that character is an alcoholic, like lonely old motherfucker it just happens to be hilarious <laughs> yeah well, it is funny I, I saw a meme about that you know they're listing a whole bunch of people that you know uh people idolize that you really shouldn't idolize and and uh, rick was one of them you know it's because you know basically he's a uh kind of a horrible person for the most part <laughs> well, yeah like that's that's the show yeah <laughs> Yeah. Oh, uh, shit. So let's see what else we got today. Uh, going over to Facebook and making fun of people always works. Let's see if there's anybody posting something stupid over on Facebook. Uh, it shouldn't take too long. Do, 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 do. Uh, so much virtual signaling. So much virtual virtue signaling. Oh, someone actually has signs up virtual on my street. signaling. Sorry, I know. I don't what know what that? the hell that was. Virtue signaling. Thank you. Um, uh, someone actually has signs up on, on my street. You know, uh, one of them says, uh, like, uh, how long uh, the, the guy had the uh, uh, knee in his neck, like eight minutes and 53 seconds. That's what, that's what it says. One of them says, Black Lives Matter. Um, and one of them says something else. I can't remember what it was. Uh, but this is kind of humorous to me because we live on a dead end street with about maybe 20 houses on it. Uh, as far as I know, there are no black people on my street. <laughs> I, I'm not quite sure who these signs are for. <laughs> but if it makes them feel better about themselves, I guess that's okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, again, why I could, really could not do Facebook more than like once a week. If oh, that was my that. actual street. But I was, I just while I was going through Facebook, I just saw all these different posts, uh, you know, uh, about virtue signaling. And then it reminded me that someone's doing it in real life on my street. I mean, can you imagine that? I mean, you know, I do you have, do you, I, uh, I'm not sure how much driving around you're doing and, uh, that sort of thing, but have you seen like signs on people's yards and shit? Not really. Like I don't really live in a, a town like that. Right. But right. Back to just even the Facebook thing. Just like if I have to hear one more person bitching about all lives matter versus black lives matter, like I, I want to take away what they think matters by yeah, throwing them yeah. off a fucking bridge. <laughs> and it's sad because I understand what's, you know, I have good people I'm friends with that are really into the all lives matter. And I understand where they're coming from. They're, you know, they, they're just misguided a lot. They're not bad people. Most of them, a lot of them, you well, know, no, just don't understand. Fucking, the, uh, no, like, <laughs> And the problem is a lot of the same people that do the all lives matter thing are the people that were posting about blue lives matter. Mm -hmm. So when it's black lives matter, no, it's all lives matter. But if it's blue lives matter, that's okay. So all is okay. Blue is okay. Black is bad. <laughs> Am I following right. the math? That's, you know what? I hadn't really thought about that. That's an excellent point. You know, you can't say blue lives matter and then say black lives. You can't, and then say black lives don't matter. That's not what they say. They're like, all lives matter. Um, yeah, that, that's an excellent point. I hadn't thought about that at all. And I'm not sure if there's any overlap on my Facebook friends. I haven't paid attention to that sort of thing. Uh, but it's but the same I, thing. It's, this, it's uh, the same people that just fucking want to stir shit up that want the attention. Like, I, I made this point. Like, how many people are Christians? And like, if if Jesus was sitting here right now and was talking about blessed are the poor, 
are you going to interrupt and be like, hey, no, nah, bro. No, nah, son of God. All people are blessed, bro. <laughs> yeah. You know, that reminds me of one of my pet peeves. And it's, and it's a petty pet peeve, and I feel embarrassed uh, to talk about it. But I, I'm not a big fan of the, when you ask someone how they're doing, they say, oh, I'm blessed. Oh, well, that kind of implies I'm not then, doesn't it? <laughs> and I know that's fucking silly, but, you know, that's kind of always the read I always, I got off of it. I don't know. Just people are fucking idiots. Like, I, <laughs> I... We are getting way too close to idiocracy. Yeah, and, and I hate to agree with you on that, but I see so much stupid shit, and I feel dumb, you know... Uh, okay, you know what? Let me point out right off the bat. I'm not a smart person. I know that. Um, and so I feel kind of hypocritical when I point out, you know, how stupid I think people are. I realize I'm not smart. Um, I've proved it enough times to myself to realize that there's really no doubt in the matter. Uh, but I don't think that precludes me from pointing out other people's stupid shit, too. Um, but like I said, I always feel a little bit hypocritical when I do it. So I, well, I always like, appreciate when thing, I point right? out stupidity like, and you uh, and you back are, me up. There are levels. Like, there are people that think they're intelligent, and a lot of times they're correct. There are the people that think they're intelligent when they're really fucking morons. Like, there's also that population. There are people like you that just accept that they're not that intelligent, but at least they're probably still smarter than half the people they meet. And then there's just the stupid people that don't realize that they can't count a potato. <laughs> that's what that was one of my favorite jokes is like man i must not be nearly as smart as i thought i was because looking around at the competition i should be doing way better than i am <laughs> well like i fully admit it like a lot of people will interact with me and think i'm a pretty smart person but in the grand scheme of things i'm not that smart like and I'm not a huge fan of Joe Rogan stand-up, but like he summed it up really well on one of his earlier CDs before he got all, you know, Joe Rogan experience, Joe Rogan. <laughs> but he was talking about the fact that like most of us are pretty goddamn stupid. We've just memorized things that smart people have said. Like if yep. you throw any of us out there in the goddamn wilderness for, you know, however long. Like, how long is it going to take us to be able to email you? Yeah, like, yeah, I don't yeah. Know how a camera fucking works? I just know that I can pull up my phone and hit a button, and an image appears. Yeah, could be yep. fucking magical dwarves in there doing the fucking work. <laughs> I don't know how that shit appears on the screen, but goddamn, I'll I'll pull it up and be like, it's ah, a cool picture of my dog. <laughs> you know, I think I remember seeing that special. And one of the and one of the things he was talking about, I believe, was the f people that didn't believe that we were uh, evolved from uh, monkeys. You know, and you know, no, dude, not me, dude. I'm, you know, God made me, man. I wasn't from monkeys, and that's a, which is silly right off the basis because you know, God made the monkey. If you want to, if you go in, in the religion direction, you, so so you're saying the devil made monkeys. Uh, it's, uh, but yeah, you know, he was pointing out the fact that you know. Uh, he does he doesn't know he you know he he can't he can't tell you well that's true but he's read a whole bunch of books by people that have done a whole bunch of research and they say we're from monkeys so that's probably true um so but yeah there's a lot of those arguments that you hear are not are not based on fucking facts um and I, that's right, the type right. of we we definitely do need that like my lawn is a little long right now <laughs> i could absolutely use jesus tomorrow Oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, uh, you know, maybe I'll call my friend Serena de Jesus to, <laughs> to, to help you. <laughs> Nobody Shit. fucks with de Jesus. No, no one fucks with de Jesus. Um, but yeah, it, in a lot of cases, you know, and I hate people that argue like that. Um, my second favorite, second least favorite thing to argue with people are ones that, uh, I guess if you want to call them conspiracy theorists. Um, I had a, just today, I'm walking through the, uh, uh, kitchen saying hi to people, you know, Hey, what's going on? What's, Hey, you know, da, da, da. you know, and I'm, and I run into conspiracy theory guy. Um, yeah. And, uh, I was like, Oh, wow, man, we're crazy world. We're living in. And he goes, Oh, it's not that crazy. I'm like, I don't know. It seems kind of crazy as I'm walking by him. He goes, well, yeah, that, that's because all the false flags. And I just kept right on fucking walking. I'm like, Nope, Nope. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm not getting in that conversation. <laughs> I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. All, that was the comedy. He said, yeah, you know, nope, not really, because all the false flags, it's why you think it like that. 
<laughs> well, see here, like here's the thing, like, and I don't get me so wrong. I I do. Mm-hmm. I love a good conspiracy theory. I just don't respect anyone that actually believes them. <laughs> like people that come up with this shit, like, God damn, that is a good story. Like, you should be writing a TV show. But if you actually believe <laughs> that shit, right, right, you it depends what you probably walk as fast as you can into oncoming traffic. Right. And it really depends on what conspiracy theory you believe in. Uh, Ron Funches did a great joke about it. I think I've told him on the podcast before. He goes, what? He goes, what? I don't like people that don't like conspiracy theories. It's like, how can you not believe in any of them? Okay, I can see not believing in all conspiracy theories, but not any? You, 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 don't, you don't believe in Russia? That's a real place. <laughs> you know, and so he goes on stuff like that. And he points out that some conspiracy theories are true. He said he made a jo- used to make a joke about... Uh, how Apple will slow down your uh, phone uh, whenever uh, a new phone's coming out to make you buy it. And it turns out that's actually true. Apple announced it, you know, but he was making the joke beforehand. See, he said when he saw that, he's like, oh, I did it. <laughs> I made him, I made him fess up. <laughs> so it's, he obviously he tells the joke better than I do, but he is right. There are conspiracy theories out there that are true and some of them are reasonable, you know, um, but the joke that he told about the actual conspiracy theories is like, how can you not believe in any conspiracy theories? The way I look at it like this, the government is in charge of a whole bunch of people. I'm just in charge of one 10 year old child. And I lie to him all the time. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. Yeah. So like (laughs) if you think of conspiracy theories, yes, there are absolutely ones that make sense that are fine. Mm -hmm. But like, as with anything else, like people just go way too fucking far. Right, exactly. I do not believe like, that the that the government about, is go ahead, sorry. Yeah, you talk about something like JFK assassination and you think there's more than one person in, involved. Yeah, I can get behind that one. It's like all the facts like if you look at it it doesn't add up like the official story. Right, right, right. Now if but you I, think that fucking, you know, that the SpaceX launch was fake like you're a a long ways further or if you believe in the whole like q anon thing like you've gone (laughs) a little too far like you might want to talk to somebody about reality and how you perceive it right exactly like some conspiracies are entirely true and make sense other ones are just like like i firmly believe that there's probably a uh, base on uh, in roswell they might not have alien technology but they have technology that they don't want the general public to see which probably where all the alien uh, uh theories came from uh on the other hand i don't believe that the u.s government's flying around planes and dumping chemicals through contrails <laughs> and i have someone at work that firmly believes that those that those clouds you see are you know are chemical contrails used to control the, uh, you know, the population. Uh, and even though it's been proved multiple times over, it's just a natural effect of the, of the jets flying in certain altitudes of certain moistures and things like that. Uh, but, but you can't tell him that. <laughs> and we, and other people at work make fun of him for it. And he, he steadfastly says, you know, no, you guys are wrong. Fucking, you know, uh, I know what I know. Uh, and once you're re talking to somebody that will not accept evidence, and reverts to, oh, dude, I know what I know. How can you well, have no. a conversation with that person? Yeah, and, and a lot of times it goes back to the standard, like, religion argument. Mm-hmm. Of, yep. Like, if someone is steadfast and believing something that's stupid, and I'm not going to call all religion stupid, that's not what I'm fucking saying, but it's the argument of you present evidence to these people, and their argument will be, is like, well, you can't prove that what I say does not exist. Mm. Like yeah, you can't yeah. Prove, you can't prove a negative. That is very so true. when it comes to religion, they say, like, well, you can't prove there isn't a God. But it's wow. not up to me to prove there is one. You just have to accept that I'm right. Right, right, exactly, yeah. Like, that's, that's not, you can't have a discourse there. Like right, exactly. Like, I'm arguing with you about contrails. Like I can say, I can go to you and say, okay, we'll prove that contrails are what you say they are. Well, that will say, well, no, you have to prove that they're not. Like that's right. not how an argument works. Right, 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 exactly. And don't get me wrong, I've had completely reasonable conversations about religion. Uh, uh, 
being an agnostic myself, and although uh, I'll be honest with you, a little lately I've been lean, leaning a little bit more toward thinking there might be something out there, uh, to the point where I, I occasionally say, say thank you just in case. Uh, but I've had an entire, but way back when I was, you know, uh, agnostic and almost atheist, uh, I had entirely reasonable conversations with religious people, you know, and they explained had perfectly valid reasons, you know. No, they couldn't, they couldn't use facts in any of it, but, you know, uh, but they gave reasonable exp- explanations for why they believed anyways. But that's, to me, a kind of a rarity. Most of them are just like, nope, I believe, and you're probably dumb for not believing. So, you know. Yeah, and where I kind of draw the line, and, and this will go to, to the chat, and, like, I agree with Sly. Like, Christianity has given a lot of good things to the world. Like, it is a pretty good playbook. For the most part, there's some silly things in there. But how to, like treat each other well and not be a dick like it's a good philosophy but when you start to believe everything in those books as being like unquestionable reality that's where we start going down a different path right and see i'm in the spot where I'm, it's hard for me to put my faith in it, but I got I, you know what? I hope it's all real. I hope there is a heaven and there's a God out there judging people and rewarding good people and sending the bad people to hell. I really hope there is. That's the ideal situation, you know, uh, and that, you know, uh, that it, you're rewarded for being a good person and all that good stuff. Uh, I don't know that to be true. It is hard for me to accept it as a fact with no proof at all. Uh, but what I've decided to do a long time ago is just suspend my disbelief. Um, I don't know what's, what's true and what's not. Uh, they could be having 100% right. Uh, on the other hand, there's, there's a guy in Kentucky, you know, who believes that chickens are our true gods and we should all worship them. He might have it right. I kind of doubt it, but for, we might go to heaven and find out it's run by fucking chickens, you know, and then where are we at? All of our human ways are got us nowhere. Uh, but we don't know. It could be any of that. So I refuse to uh, judge people that are religious too harshly because they might be right. And I, and, and in certain ways I'm envious of them. Uh, religion is a great comfort to people. I've seen it to be so, you know, um, I've seen people go through horrific things and cling to their re- religion uh, as the only thing that they had left. And I wish I believed in something like that. I uh, had that type of faith to uphold me, so to speak, but I just don't have it in me. The best I can do is suspend disbelief. Well, and that, so that's, this is where I'll leave it is I will never, never tell you that your religion is wrong unless you're the person to tell me that me not following your religion is wrong. There you go. Yep. Oh, wow. We got all serious here at the end of the show. (laughs) That wasn't my intention, but at least it filled the end. Uh, it looks like it's time to go guys. I want to thank the OG army for showing up. You guys are the show. I can't do it without you. Um, Oh, wait a minute. We got a, uh, surprise phone call at the end. Okay. Well, why not? We'll give it a couple more minutes. I would like to welcome apparently bubbles. How are you doing today? Hey, how's it going? Uh, I don't know. How is it going? I just want to call in and tell you to take a big hydraulic suck on my bird. <laughs> what kind of bird? You fucking faggot. Oh, I see. Now you're just going to be mean. <laughs> see, the problem was it wasn't that inventive. If he would have uh, had something uh, more uh, salacious to say, it might have been funny. That's all right, though. Okay, so we're going to end the show. Uh, I want to thank once again, thank the uh, OG Army in the chat box. We can't do it without you. Uh, I want to thank my co-host, Ryan. I also couldn't do it without you. Uh, shit, Ryan, you got anything? I've got two things, as I virtually always do. Number one, I just want to apologize to the OG Army on behalf of Jay for completely abandoning you tomorrow night <laughs> and no longer doing fight companions after being on board to do so. Apparently, he just does not care as much about you as you care about us. And I understand that frustration. Group hug in the shower tonight. <laughs> what else Secondly, you got? fuck all y'all. I hope everybody has a great night. We'll see everyone tomorrow at 6. Hey, <laughs>